Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Anything Goes. I'm Emma Chamberlain, your host. This episode of Anything Goes is presented by Azo Vaginal Health Products. Azo offers an entire line of products designed to help balance your vaginal pH and protect your vaginal health. Save 20% with promo code PODCAST on azoproducts.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. When you want someone compatible, start the search on Bumble. It has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for. Like a six-foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids. Or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs and wants a serious connection. We know you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can do much more than build a website. You can set up your own online store. It doesn't matter what you sell, physical goods, digital products, services. Squarespace has everything you need to start selling online. You can even sell custom merch. Just design it. Production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you. And with Squarespace's asset library, you can upload, organize, and access your content all in one place. To get started, head to squarespace.com Emma for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code Emma to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Um, oh my God. Okay. I just got back from being off the grid if you will, for like eight days. Okay. I went on a little holiday trip safely, of course, um, for eight days. I was in the snow. I was not going on my phone. I was basically doing nothing. I did not exercise. I did not think. I barely thought actual thoughts the whole time I feel like I really just I barely even talked to be honest I I literally was just existing for eight days that was it it was like very simple and I haven't experienced that in a really long time I didn't think about work I didn't think about my social life I didn't think about I didn't respond to texts I was like ignoring everybody I was just literally eating breathing minorly thinking like minor thinking mode and it was so good for me so I feel very good I feel extremely emotionally stable um for now and a few things that I learned on this trip was that number one I don't need to be going on my phone as much blah 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 we know that but I really like not responding to people's texts not seeing what everybody's doing all the time, not like literally just not being on my phone all the time. It doesn't actually kill me. And I don't really care about missing out on that shit. Like it didn't, it didn't hurt me. I always feel like I'm missing something if I'm not on my phone, if I'm not responding to texts. Well, it turns out I'm not really missing anything when I do that. So that was a food for thought, but it's hard for me to believe something unless I try it. And for the past five years probably I've been on my phone with like no real break like what I just experienced and it was definitely meaningful to to see how barely going on my phone just doesn't harm me at all I'm not missing anything uh it, it was great so that was really good um I also learned that not talking to really anybody and just kind of being in my own thoughts is not as scary as I thought. And I'm pretty good about, you know, spending time alone and like just reflecting. But I've noticed that I do tend to listen to a lot of music and listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that to kind of fill the air so that I'm not really fully by myself in silence. I spent a lot of moments by myself in silence on this trip And I realized that that's actually when things really get worked out. If I'm by myself listening to a podcast or listening to music, I'm not fully engaged with my own mind. And so I was like really thinking about 
me in a way, but not distracted in any way. And it also wasn't negative. Like it wasn't like I was beating myself up. I was just kind of silently in my own mind working through things subconsciously. I believe that's what happened. And I think it was really good. And a few things that I figured out were number one, I really just started to get excited about the idea of cooking for myself. And I don't know why this presented itself in my mind, but I started to like get a little bit obsessed with the idea of cooking things. Like, I I don't know why, but when I was in silence by myself, I like just staring at a wall, half the time I was thinking about cooking, which is so bizarre because I've never thought about that before, but I got super excited about the idea of cooking things. So that was weird. I also realized that I think it'll help my relationship with food because I have struggled. I don't want trigger warning because I didn't mean to get into this, but I, it's kind of coming in. So we'll talk about it. Uh, food related trigger warning. I have always struggled with food. My relationship with food's always kind of on the rocks. It's always been a struggle. I'm very obsessive about it. I go through phases with it, but I have struggled on and off with it since I can remember. And so I decided that I wanted to start channeling my obsessive tendencies with food instead of obsessing over like what I'm eating or how much of it that I'm eating or whatever type of toxic ways I can look at food. I decided that I think it'd be good to start channeling that energy into cooking food, if that makes sense. So it's like, taking the energy that I put towards being obsessed with what I'm eating or how it's affecting my body in a negative light and and transform that into like, okay, I'm going to get excited about cooking nutritious foods for my body. You see what I'm saying? Because I think a big part of food for me and the reason why I'm so like obsessive about it is because it's a way for me to be in control, Right. I struggle with feeling out of control a lot with my work life, with my social life, with all that because things have been so inconsistent for me for the past few years because of being on the internet and all of that. Things are very extreme. Relationships, friendships, shit like that is so incredibly like it's so much more complex than it was before because there's some added variables like being in the public eye, et cetera. Um, And so like I crave control more than anything now. That's a big part of my anxiety. And so I think that that's why I'm so obsessive about what I'm eating or I struggle with that sometimes because I feel in control if I'm controlling what I'm eating or I'm controlling when I'm eating or how much, like all those things make me feel in control. And I think that channeling that energy into cooking instead could really be helpful for me because number one, I'm controlling what I'm cooking, which sounds so like mundane, but I'm controlling what food I'm cooking. Okay, I'm deciding that I'm going to make Broccoli, cauliflower, and sweet potato, and chickpeas. Fuck, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm deciding I'm going to make those things. I know exactly what's going into it. It also gives me something to do. Cooking and then cleaning up after is like an activity that can like be positive for me, you know? Like, all of that, I think, is going to be super good for me. And I think it'll help make my relationship with food better. And that's a huge realization that I made during these eight days, almost subconsciously. But seriously, I can't stress enough how important it is to have reset moments like that. But I really think it's hard to do that when you're in your home, when you're in your own home. And I know that a lot of us don't have ways to get out of town right now because I mean there are ways to do it safely absolutely but it's just it's not as easy as it used to be and 
it's not it's so complicated right now and I totally understand that but if there's any way that you can like go on a road trip or something or do anything that could get you kind of out of your normal routine I would really recommend that and really like something with nature though I think nature is so important because I think I would have been on my phone a lot more if I wasn't in nature but I was like in the snow and like just kind of sitting by a fire constantly like it was just that was it and so I think that that's really important but also going on a trip with no intent of documenting it I feel like I tend to go on trips and like intend on documenting every moment so that I can post it or you know I'm filming it so that I can um you know, post a vlog or like, oh, I want to show everybody like what I'm doing. Like it, that's constantly what I'm thinking about when I'm on a trip normally. I don't think I've gone on a trip without that idea in the back of my head since I was probably 12 or 13. I mean, really. So I've spent majority of my teen life documenting every single trip that I go on. This was one of the first trips I've gone on in a long time where my goal was the complete opposite and I made the decision before I even left that I don't, I'm not going to take photos. I'm not going to put on cute outfits. I'm not going to do anything. I'm literally just going to like live in the moment fully. I didn't take any photos of anything. I didn't even take photos of the scenery around me. I was in a beautiful place, but I didn't take like one photo of anything. I have no photos of the nature that I was in. I would leave my phone at home every time I would go out in nature at all. I barely brought my phone. We went to the, like, to the beach one day. I left my phone at home. And I was kind of sad because I was like, wow, this looks really cool. It would be really cool to have a photo of it. But I was like, you know what? No, I can see it in my memory. I don't need to fucking take a photo of it. I, the only memory of this trip that I have is in my memory. That's it. And I actually don't hate that. Because I was forced to stand there and look at it and stare at it. And guess what? I took a mental photo and that's going to last me forever as well. So not really a little bit less of forever, but there's something magical about just taking something in for you, not taking a photo to show anybody, not taking a photo to brag, just taking a fucking mental picture of something for your own enjoyment and for nobody else's. I don't know. It was a really, it was a really, really important trip for me. And I'm really glad that I did what I did. I really needed it. Um, also just getting away from the whole LA like vibe was nice. Cause we all know how LA affects me. So I'm excited to move out of LA one day. That's another thing I realized. I'm, I'm very excited for the day that I don't have to live here anymore. Although I do really appreciate it now that I'm back because again I was in the snow it was freezing cold now I'm back in LA it's also cold it's like 48 degrees but I mean it's not 20 degrees so it's been kind of nice to like feel some warmth but I mean I'm excited to get out of here one day living a little bit of a slower life is really not so bad although maybe doing that for like all year long would be kind of shitty I don't know I don't know I don't know this episode is brought to you by Bumble when you want someone compatible Start the search on Bumble. It has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for. Like a six-foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids. Or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs and wants a serious connection. We know you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can do much more than build a website. You can set up your own online store. It doesn't matter what you sell, physical goods, digital products, services. Squarespace has everything you need to start selling online. You can even sell custom merch. Just design it. Production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you. And with Squarespace's asset library, you can upload, organize, and access your content all in one place. To get started, head to squarespace.com slash Emma for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code Emma to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Anyway, let's get into the actual topic of today's episode, which is New Year's. Okay, it's New Year. It's New Year's Eve when you're listening to this, if you listen to it when it comes out. Cold brew break. I have a few things I want to talk about. 
regarding the new year. But I also understand that like we're all kind of fucking sick of it. Our, I mean, okay. I'm so sick of people talking about New Year's. I'm so sick of people talking about 2020. I'm so sick of people talking about what's going to happen next year. It's all, we've all talked about it so much. I understand. Like I understand t- talking about it. It's very relevant. But I also understand that everybody wants a break. Like we're living in it. We don't need to talk about it anymore. But I think it's it would be kind of nice to talk about the more mundane parts of the new year. You know what I mean? Not like the shit that we've all been talking about over and over again for the past year. You know, the more mundane elements of New Year's. It's actually one of my least favorite holidays. So I'm excited to talk about that. I literally have my two New Year's memories that are memorable are both terrible. I don't have one memorable good New Year's. Which sucks. Like that's kind of sad. But it's also, I think now that I'm an adult and I stay up until midnight anyway, pretty easily on the weekends, like New Year's, I'm like, it's not like I'm, you know, getting to stay up past my bedtime, like when I was a kid, you know, it's just like, okay, New Year, fuck, I don't care. Anyway, I am turning 20 this year, which is crazy though. Ew. This is my last few months being a teen. I haven't really let that set in at all yet kind of emotional to be honest it's a little bit emotional but no need to dwell in it right I'll probably cry about it later but I'm also excited to be 20 I'm not really afraid of being older to be honest like my dad is 55 and literally is having the most fun he's ever had in his whole life so I feel like it's kind of what you make it so I'm not really worried about it I am concerned about being very old but I don't think I need to worry about that just yet. I think I have some time. So let's talk about what 2020 was for me. I mean, an intense year of growth for me. Um, I can't even begin to explain how much growth has happened to me this year. It's, it's unbelievable. I think I did like five years of growing in one year this year, although I feel like I say that every year. But it was really a reset for me in so many ways. When I look back at myself a year ago, I was in a really rough spot. I had really bad self-esteem for one, mainly because I was on a acne medication at the time that made my face really puffy and swollen. And it also made my acne worse. So those two things together <laughs> made me very, very insecure. My YouTube content was totally suffering. I was super uninspired because I didn't want to be in front of the camera. Um, because I, I look like shit in my own opinion. And so being in front of the camera was a nightmare and I hated doing it because I felt like so ugly. And so that just made everything suffer. But I can gladly say a year later, I feel the complete opposite. I'm excited about making YouTube videos. I have a lot of ideas. I've gotten a lot of cool opportunities to work with a lot of great brands towards the end of the year. Um, with my videos, which is always such a pleasure when I get to work with cool brands and, you know, whatever. And so I just feel great. I feel really great about that. That's been a lot of growth. Self-esteem wise, I've struggled throughout the year, but I've also improved immensely. I mean, I think like I've found a lot of my own self-worth and it was not easy and it took getting to a low point and making dumb decisions and like doing things that weren't respectful towards myself like it took those lengths to realize that I needed to like make a change in my life and it was a up and down kind of battle but by the end of the year now where I'm sitting now I feel like I have a good gauge of my worth which is has almost never happened and I'm not gonna lie it could it's going to fluctuate for the remainder of my life. But like right now in this moment, I feel better than I have probably ever. And that's huge. And I'm very grateful for that. It wasn't an easy journey, but this year definitely did that for me. There's just so much time for self-reflection and so much time to like really dig into your brain. And it was uncomfortable and it was painful and it got to a point where it was a little bit too much, I think at one point. But at the end of the day, I was forced to to do the dirty work within my own mind. I was forced to 
do some spring cleaning in my mind. And I worked through so much shit. I worked through a lot of my trust issues this year just with like new experiences that my life has brought me has forced me to relearn the way I look at human beings and learning how to trust people again and shit like that. That's been crazy. But also appreciating solitude and keeping a small circle and that's all been, you know, realizations that I've had this year. I think I used to really want to have a lot of friends and be accepted by everybody and whatever. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with with just having a handful of people that I love and trust and just kind of calling it a day. I don't need to like be everywhere all at once. I don't need to be some sort of social butterfly. That doesn't really feed my ego like it used to. And so I'm just happy spending more time by myself or with like less people. I don't need to be around as many people. Anyway, I think I've talked about all that stuff enough on this podcast, to be honest. So let's talk about some New Year's Eve party stories. I hate New Year's Eve parties, for one. Genuinely hate them. I know one story that comes to mind. I've told the story 50 times. I know everybody's heard it, but it was my first kiss. I had my first kiss ever on New Year's Eve. I'll keep it brief. I hated the experience. It was set up by other people at the party. I was a freshman in high school super awkward and weird had never kissed a boy had never held hands with a boy like really like working with nothing here um super not comfortable with anything romantic I feel like as a kid and even now sometimes I like struggle with the idea of thinking of myself as romantic at all because I'm not a romantic person like that makes me cringe and I've always been like that so like the thought of me like kissing a boy I was like that's so weird because I'm not romantic I don't think of myself as a romantic person that makes me uncomfortable so that was just a whole thing uh more long story short I kiss him um at like 10 30 on New Year's Eve um it lasted for a little while uh, I hated it felt so uncomfortable not like that was his fault. I just felt uncomfortable because I'd never kissed somebody before. And uh, then I hid in the bathroom at midnight so that I didn't have to be his New Year's kiss. And I went home and I cried the next day because I felt like I was growing up and I felt uncomfortable by the idea of kissing a guy and uh, being a big kid. And it felt dirty to me and wrong. And um, that was my first kiss. And... That was New Year's Eve. Uh, Another New Year's Eve party. Well, this actually wasn't a party. Another New Year's memory was one New Year's. I had a boyfriend. Okay. Not really like a serious one, but it was like kind of, it was like serious, but it really wasn't because I feel like I was too young to have like a serious boyfriend. So that like really like was real. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like, I was just young and dumb at the time, but it was like kind of a boyfriend. We only dated for like no time. But anyway, uh, it was New Year's and we were, it was just me and boyfriend at the time. And literally we broke up on New Year's. (laughs) And because we just like didn't get along that well at like really like we, it was just like whatever. But that memory was like, so terrible because I remember it was New Year's and I was like, we should like at least do something fun. Um, but we ended up just having a conversation, not an argument, but a conversation about not, neither of us really liked each other anymore. And we were just kind of like, and it was just a bummer. It was just like New Year's Eve. And then I remember the clock struck midnight and there was all this like chaos and like loud sounds. And we're just like breaking up. It was like so awful. And so I started off New Year's that year with a breakup. But I wasn't really that sad about it. It wasn't like the kind of breakup where you're like broken about it. It was like mutual decision breakup. And I like don't even. It was like not bad. Like it was for the better. So but it was still kind of a bummer because I didn't even get a fucking New Year's kiss that year because my New Year's kiss and I were breaking up with each other. Um, But that's a very vivid memory for me uh like imagine like literally being with your boyfriend at the time I mean I guess it was like not really my boyfriend by the time the clock hit it was kind of over at that point but still I mean 
Yeah. I mean, that's like so funny to me. Like me literally like not having my New Year's kiss when I had a boyfriend. Like that's just such my luck too. You know, I feel like that's when breakups have happened for me in the past. It's like, I remember one, uh, guy I was dating we broke up right before Valentine's Day like two days before Valentine's Day everybody like I just keep having these breakups right before holidays that are supposed to be fun for couples so anyway (laughs) kind of shitty but whatever um I've actually never do you know what's funny I just realized I've never had a boyfriend on Valentine's Day we've always broken up which means I've never dated a guy for a whole year. I've never had a one-year anniversary with a guy. We always are broken up around Valentine's Day. So, that's cute. Um, maybe that could be my New Year's resolution. To finally have a Valentine. God. Anyway. This year for New Year's Eve party, whatever the fuck, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to lay in bed and watch a movie. I'm getting into watching movies now. All of a sudden, I usually hate watching movies because my attention span is so bad, but I, I watched Tenant. It was a good movie and I feel like now I'm going to start getting into movies. So I'll probably watch a movie on New Year's Eve when the clock strikes. I might even honestly go to bed before the clock strikes midnight because New Year's Eve is on a Thursday this year and I go to bed pretty early on the weeknights. So I might even just go to bed. Uh, but who knows? it's kind of a relief that there's nothing going on this year because now I'm not going to be disappointed because I have no expectation for a good New Year's. I don't know why it has such a track track record for everybody as being such a bad holiday. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like it would only be right for me to share my New Year's resolutions. And then I actually asked you guys on Twitter to share some of yours. So I want to react to some of yours and talk about them. This episode is brought to you by Dove. I'm messy. I'm a messy girl. And when you're as messy as I am, you need a deodorant that doesn't mess around. Enter Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Its lightweight formula is super powered with vitamin B3 to reinforce your skin's natural odor defenses while providing new levels of skincare for your underarms, keeping you feeling fresh, whatever your day throws at you. Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Learn more at Dove.com. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Who doesn't wish they had a little bit more time? But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would we even use it? I feel like if I had an extra hour every day, I would spend it, well, I'd like to say I'd spend it meditating, deep breathing, self-reflecting, but I would probably be using it on my phone. And I know that that's cliche, but it's true. It's good to sit down and think about what's important and make it a priority. And therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can work with you to define your values and understand your priorities so you know what things you can spend your time on that will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you'll always be wishing for more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash anything. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. My first one is to stop being hard on myself. I'm always really hard on myself. You guys know this. This is a normal human trait, but I'm going to try to be easier on myself and realize that I'm a human. Pretty simple. Number two, enjoy moments more while I'm in them. Kind of like what I talked about earlier. Stop pulling out the phone for everything. It's so stupid and unnecessary. It seems so like obvious and mundane, but really like I really want to try to do that. Number three, less phone in general, obvious, but whatever. Four, learn how to cook more. And five, get really good at drums. That's, those are my New Year's resolutions. Here's the thing. I've never been one for resolutions because I'm always like, okay, just like start like a resolution whenever you want you know what I mean like why wait until the new year's but then I was looking at it this year and I was like Emma why do you need to be such a rebel about everything like why do you need to like rebel against everything like can't you just kind of enjoy something or like even enjoy the maybe corniness of something for once like yes new year's resolutions usually don't come true yes new year's resolutions 
put like an unnecessary pressure on you to like change something about your life when you know if you haven't done it before why are you going to just start doing it now like there's so many reasons why new year's resolutions are pointless but also it's not going to kill you to make some resolutions and if one of them ends up coming true because you planted the seed in your own mind then that's a positive thing so I don't know why I've always been like no I'm anti-resolution who cares Sure. Why not make a resolution? So that's why I did it this year. And also those are things that I would do anyway. Like those are, it's just kind of nice to remind yourself, you know, okay, these are things that I want to do. It, do. it doesn't hurt, you know, to plant those seeds for the new year. Um, I think the key is to just make goals that are attainable. You know what I mean? Something that you actually think you can accomplish besides that. Fuck it. Like, and even if they don't come true, who cares? You know, whatever. Okay, here are some of your resolutions. Number one, somebody said, practice gratitude every day and also learn how to cook more vegetarian meals. I am going to add both of those. Well, I already kind of have cooking on my thing, but I like really genuinely don't practice gratitude. And I don't know why that is, but I like really don't. I'm very grateful for so many things, but it's never like a conscious thought. And I think that figuring out a way to either journal about what I'm grateful for every day, like somehow making that more of a part of my life, I think that that's a really good thing to do. And I think that could be really important. So I'm going to actually adopt that one too. I think that's a really great one. I haven't even thought about that. And as for cooking more vegetarian meals, yes, I agree. I'm going to be doing the same. Somebody said to better my mental health and lose weight to make myself feel better. Okay, I am talking about this one because of the second part, which is losing weight to make myself feel better. I have a suggestion. And the suggestion is to maybe reword this for your own well-being. Okay, because losing weight is not the right way to look at making a better and healthier lifestyle losing weight is a very double-edged sword because yes maybe if you like it that it, while maybe living a healthier lifestyle you may lose weight but that shouldn't be what it's about the goal when somebody says that they want to lose weight usually it's because they want to look a certain way I don't think that that's a good way to look at adopting a healthier lifestyle. I think the way that maybe you could phrase this in your own mind is I want to live a healthier lifestyle so that I can be as healthy as I possibly can be. And I want to be as strong as I can be, but not about losing weight, right? Because I think the problem is when people make the goal to lose weight, you start to get obsessed with the number on the scale and your lifestyle might even become more unhealthy than it was when how you were when you started because now you're obsessing over food you're maybe counting calories you're you know excessively working out you know and maybe you will go about it in a healthy way but i think it's really hard these days because there's so much emphasis on diet culture and so much emphasis on all this shit and i just think that that can be really damaging for your own mental health so i think if you look at it in a way where I want to make my life healthy. I want to make my lifestyle healthier. I think that's a better goal than to make your goal to lose weight. Because if you think about weight as a concept, it's just the number on the scale. But you could start living a healthier lifestyle and gain weight because you're gaining muscle because you're you know exercising and you're eating more protein rich foods maybe and so you're gaining muscle that might make you actually gain weight but you could be at the healthiest point that you've ever been before so that's why I think it's not as good to look at weight as the goal and I think that in some situations it's just I just don't think you should be focusing on weight I just don't think so but you did say something about bettering your mental health, obviously that's always a great goal to have. But also remember to be easy on yourself because mental health is sometimes out of our control. And so there's going to be dips 
there's going to be low moments and high moments with improving your mental health. So be easy on yourself with that process. Next, somebody said, I want to become more social and to honestly just gain my social skills back. I feel you pretty hard because I like am not, I'm kind of, kind of lost all of that. So I totally feel you there. Um, But also the good part is everybody lost their social skills. So we're all going to kind of be at a, it's kind of like a net neutral. We're all antisocial now. So it's going to be a lot easier because we're all going to be bouncing back together. Anyway, somebody said to have hobbies. Love that. I agree. Somebody said, stop being lazy. I just want to get things done, but I also want to be easy on myself. See, this is great. I like this because you said that you want to be easy on yourself. That's perfect. I think that the thing with New Year's resolutions is to remember just because it's, you know, you might have days where it's not going your way, but remembering that that's normal and that that's okay and not giving up just because, you know, it's not going your way for a week. Like it's, you have to look at big picture when you make goals for yourself. It might be a slow and steady process, but that's part of it, you know? Somebody said, I want to give people what they give me and treat people how they treat me. I need to start making an effort with those who do the same, but that can also mean backing off of people who don't put equal effort into our relationship. I think that's a really great goal to have only relationships in your life where the effort is mutual and being also aware of relationships that you're neglecting is such a mature thing to do because it's really hard for human beings sometimes to look at themselves and look into themselves and be like, okay, you know what? I'm actually being the shitty friend. I'm actually not putting on enough effort in. I'm not giving back into this friendship. It's actually really mature to realize that. And sometimes that's okay. Like sometimes you just aren't as drawn to the friendship as the other person. And that's okay. But being aware of that is so awesome and like mature and just a great way to look at relationships and friendships not just being like oh well I'm perfect how is everybody else treating me realizing why other people are treating you how you're being treated if somebody doesn't really give you the time of day when you text them think about okay well how much do I text this person you know do I text them a lot and do I like keep up with their shit a lot Yes. Okay. Well then maybe this isn't a good friend for me or, okay, this person doesn't respond to my text very often, but also I don't really respond to their texts either. So I can't really say anything, you know, like if I want more from this person, I'm going to need to put in more like realizing that you're not the only person in these relationships is very important. Somebody said, I want to improve my style and wear good outfits every day, especially because it's been so long since I've had to wake up every day and get ready for school. I love this goal too, because I actually kind of agree. I like that. This was actually, this might've been my resolution last year was to like really get ready and like have fun with it. You know, um, I tend to be somebody who like really is fine with wearing sweatpants every day. I really don't have an issue with it. I will never, I would never get ready again if it was up to me. But at the same time, I do feel good when I do it and I enjoy it and I enjoy the process of it. I enjoy picking out outfits. I enjoy putting on makeup and doing my hair. I just don't do it because I'm lazy, but I enjoy it once I've done it. So why not? And I think that's a great goal too, because it's very attainable. Like anybody can put a little bit more effort into their daily outfit. But I also think that by me putting a little bit more effort into my outfits this year, I think my style has evolved a lot. And I think that's really exciting you know having more fun with clothes and makeup I I honestly have gotten 50 times better at makeup this year because I've kind of made it a priority to like get ready for the day every once in a while and I feel like my makeup skills and clothing skills have improved it's also fun like if you like clothes and makeup and you know hair and all of that it's a really great hobby I don't think people usually look at clothes and makeup and stuff like that as a hobby it's more like okay well this is just something I do every day to like look put together but you can actually turn it into something so creative and it honestly is a hobby I would consider clothes and makeup and getting ready as one of my hobbies because I feel like I actually 
put thought into it, you know? It's not like I'm just putting on clothes and makeup for convenience and for like necessity out of necessity. It's because I enjoy doing it. And so that's a really fun hobby to pick up. Somebody said yoga and meditation. This is great too because this is something that is good for your mental health. You can make a goal like I want to do it once a week to start. You could definitely, I think almost everybody in this world could fit that in to their schedule. That's actually a tip for New Year's resolutions. Don't start out like I'm going to work out every day of the week. Start out with like I'm going to work out one day a week. And then you can up it to two days a week and then three and then Maybe you stay at three for six months and then you're like, you know what? I want to start working out four days a week because I'm really liking this, you know, like add it in. Or like if you want to start getting ready for the day every day, but right now you don't get ready ever. Start getting ready once a week, maybe once every five days, you know what I mean? And then you just like ease into it. Don't rush into stuff. There's just big picture wise, start out slow. It ends up working a lot better. Same thing goes for relationships. But anyways. Someone said, I want to read at least 10 minutes a day. Again, a good small goal to start with, 10 minutes a day. Most people can fit that in. Replace 10 minutes of TikTok time with 10 minutes of book. That sounds great. I wish I could do the same. I just don't like reading to a point where like, I don't even think I could do that because uh, I just re genuinely hate reading. But I like love the idea of doing 10 minutes a day because I feel like that's so, again, attainable. Also, you could even do 10 minutes of journaling, 10 minutes. I think... That's a good New Year's resolution. Coming up with something that you could do 10 minutes a day that's positive for you. Yoga, meditation, reading, um, journaling, like something like that for 10 minutes a day. That could make a huge difference. Now let's start getting into some questions. Somebody asked me, are you scared of getting older and going into New Year's? We kind of touched on this earlier. I'm not scared because I think that every year of my life has been better than the last and that's because I try to make it that way I shit will happen that sucks painful things happen exciting things happen whatever but I'm no matter how much I'm struggling I try to make every year better than the last by like learning as much as I can every year in a way so that I look back at myself a year ago and I'm like, wow, I have so much more shit figured out than I did back then. And I think that if I look at life like that, then it's exciting to think that in a year I'm going to have life even a little bit more figured out by then. And by figured out, I mean just having a better understanding about how to have a good life, you know, for example, a year ago, my self-esteem was really bad because I just didn't, I didn't have a gauge of my own self-worth. This year, I worked on that a lot. And now, although I still struggle at times, I have such a better view of my own self-worth. And that improves my life. I think that with age comes like wisdom and that can actually be comforting. Like the more wisdom and knowledge that I gain as I grow up actually improves my life because it makes me a better person in other people's lives. It makes my own day-to-day -day life better because I have more tools to live life with on a day-to-day -day basis. So I try to look at growing up like that. Like every year that passes, I'm just gaining more tools to live a better life and, and you know, living more experiences that will help me form into who I am, you know? So it's like, I try to look at it like that. Also, you know, becoming an adult and, you know, starting a family is something that I'm actually excited about. I'm in, in absolutely no rush, but I'm also like not afraid of the idea of like starting a family and, you know, all that, or even, you know, being 50 and like, just kind of like settling down in a way. I'm not super afraid of that. I think that life can be very much fun even at that time too but it is about what you make of it somebody said do you ever feel kind of sad about ending a year when it's been a really good one even though it of course doesn't necessarily mean that the good times will end I've never felt like this because I feel like that's exactly right the good times don't need to end um 
I actually had a really, I mean, honestly, this year was really tough, but I also do feel like I had a lot of really good memories and I met some really great people this year that have changed my life forever. And like things like that are so valuable to me that it is crazy to think that this year's ending and those things all happen during this year. But at the same time, like if you really look at the big picture of it, it's like, it's just a new month. It's really like nothing really changes, you know? Life doesn't change when the new year starts. It's kind of more of a symbol of like another year around the sun, but that's really about it. It, it doesn't really mean that much, you know? So I don't really get sad about it because I'm like, wow, you know, I might get nostalgic about it, but I don't really get sad because I'm like, well, here's to a new year where new things are going to happen that are great, you know? Because in every single year, there's good and there's bad. So even if a, a year is predominantly good, that doesn't mean that the next year is going to be bad. You know what I mean? It doesn't really mean anything. Somebody said, is it okay to not really care about the resolution slash a new start? Absolutely. That's totally up to you. You don't need to care about anything you don't want to care about. Period. If you don't want to make a new year's resolution, if you don't really even want to think of a new year as a new year, then don't like it, it doesn't, that's totally up to you. It's not bad. It's not negative. I think that a lot of people use the new year as a positive thing. And if that's how your mind works, then great. But if not, like there's no difference. Like it doesn't, you don't need to feel guilty about just maybe not seeing the new year's like majority of other people, you know, that's just totally up to you. Somebody said, do you think that leaving 2020 in the past and moving into a new year may improve people's mental state? I think yes, because I think that this year is going to be great. I think 2021 is going to be great. I know there's no way to know, right? But I think it'd be pretty hard to have a worse year um, than what we had just as a, as a planet. When it comes to personal people's personal lives, God only knows. I mean, you know shit happens every year to individuals that's awful but I would say just as a collective we all had a bad year you know like as the world we had a tough year and I think that starting fresh is definitely going to be a good feeling I think that things are going to start to return to normal this year and I think that that's going to be really exciting and I think that people are going to come together and a lot of fun is to be had. At least that's the w way I'm looking at it. Somebody said, what if 2021 isn't better? Well, I always try not to what if. And trust me, I do it a lot because my anxiety tends to present itself in what ifs. But what everybody always tells me is if you're saying what if, then that means you don't really have control over it. And you can't really waste your time worrying about things that you don't have control over. Trust me, it's very easy to do and I do it a lot. But as much as we can, we need to not what if things. Only worry about things that you have control over. What if 2021 isn't better? Well, then we try to make it better. I mean, we're all accustomed to this new lifestyle. So it's like, Let's just try to make the most of the year, you know? We got knocked down left and right this year, but now we can use the tools that we've learned in 2020, in 2021, to make it a good year no matter what happens. We're all tough now. I think we're going to make, I think this year is going to be much better. Somebody said, how do you prevent making the same mistakes year after year? I think a big, it's really important to like, document what is like it's important to I think that it helps a lot to document what mistakes you don't want to make again and make it something that's solid in your brain because I feel like everything in your mind is so scattered until you either put it down on paper or type it all out and print it out or whatever but like physically putting out into the world what you want to change is so important because Things get lost in your own mind. You forget. But if you have a piece of paper somewhere that says, I want to stop having bad 
relationships with my family. Okay. I want to, that was so not a good example, but like, I want to put more effort into my relationships with my family members because I'm not putting enough effort in and it's making them suffer or saying, I want to have a better relationship with food or I want to, um, spend more time by myself and really figure out who I am. Or I want to remove toxic people from my life and stop enabling them, blah, 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 blah. Having those things written down on paper plants a seed that just thinking about it can't do. I don't know what the psychology of that is, but write it down, get it down on paper somewhere. I can't even stress enough how important that is. And I know that using paper and stuff like that is very old-fashioned but let me tell you it makes a huge difference anyway y'all well I hope that you're having an amazing New Year's Eve if you're listening to this on New Year's Eve if not I hope you're having a wonderful day thank you guys for listening I love you so much tweet at me at ag podcast if you want to participate in the episodes ask questions whatever at ag podcast on twitter also leave us five stars on apple podcasts that really helps me know that you guys are messing with the pod and that you fuck with it um i really appreciate all of you and all of your support this whole year uh it's almost the one year anniversary of anything goes which is very exciting so thank you guys for listening throughout the year and hanging out with me and letting me just spill my guts out in front of all of you. And if you have any things you want me to talk about in 2021, again, tweet at me and I'll get to it. I love you all so much. Have an amazing day and happy new year. Let's make this new year absolutely badass and awesome. I believe in us. I think it's going to be a really good year. I love you all. Bye-bye.